Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport with myself, John Norman, and Steve Harmison. Looking back at day two at Lords, the first test match of the summer, a day where New Zealand fought back 56 for four has ended 236 for four. Brilliant batting from Daryl Mitchell and Tom Blundell, who will be in the nervous 90s overnight. But nothing nervous about the way New Zealand hit back today. Uh, we will discuss all of this and more here on the following on podcast. So if you're listening to this by now, you no doubt know New Zealand have ended day two at Lords on top, 236 for four. Uh, the fast forward nature of the contest continued throughout the morning session. Six wickets falling, three English departed, England bowled out for 141, a lead of just nine. But at lunch, they were on top, 38 for three, New Zealand with Latham, Young and Williamson all in the hutch. When Conway went shortly after the lunch break, England were absolutely on top. 56 for four at that stage before Blundell and uh, also Mitchell came together uh, to take the game possibly away from England. Plenty to discuss here on the following on podcast. Story of the day. Okay, Harmy. Well, at one stage, at lunch, certainly England were ahead again for the second time in the match. But for the second time in the match, New Zealand showed great heart, actually, great skills um, and desire. They got themselves out of trouble. And no doubt about it, in my mind, whilst the pitch has flattened out, New Zealand now firmly in control of the first test. Yeah, it's John, it's this is why these guys are the best in the world. That's why they won the World Test Championship. They don't give in. They never have done. And they never capitulate. I think when you've seen the appointment of, of someone like Brendan McCollum, he's the one that's taught these guys what it means to, have to play for a team and not give up and make sure that you fight for everything. Um, and he's slowly but surely going to have to teach 
England exactly the same traits, to be honest. Um, I thought New Zealand were excellent. I think England bowled all right. I don't think England bowled badly at all. I think the wickets flattened out. That's what we're going to get at Lords before the, the sort of yesterday morning. I was walking over the field. I had sort of 10 minutes chat with Owen Morgan and he and he said that wickets this year at Lords have, have got better and flatter, whether that's the ball or the surface. But the problem is if England have to chase over 300, yeah, it's telling you, the history's telling you that we haven't been very good with the, very good with the bat in the first inning. So there'll be a huge amount of pressure on, for me, the three old guard in the middle, Root, Esto and Stokes, whatever runs that they have to chase. I think they're not so much under pressure for players, but they're under pressure to to go and chase this down whenever it is, because they're not going to run out of time. I don't think there's any rain around at St. John's Wood um, during the day. So, you know, it's backs against the wall for England at this minute in time. They've worked hard. But New Zealand have come back twice because they're a good side. What could England chase down? I think they could chase down three horse comfortably um, if they get that element of luck. I think what we've seen throughout the day, what I mean by the element of luck is England bowled New Zealand out in the morning session tomorrow. It showed you today that it got better and better to bat on as the day goes on. So all of a sudden, we're not going out when it's nipping about a bit. We're not going out when you know there's a little bit of possibly a little bit of moisture around for first thing in the morning. We can get ourselves set and um yeah, comfortable for the two sessions that are for the rest of the day. And then the problem session would be the first session on morning four if we get that far. So from that point of view. I think England could chase down a score of 300 plus, but at this minute in time, I'll tell you what, Darrell Mitchell and, and Blundell batted brilliantly. Um, I think if, if anything, I'm going to be critical. <clears throat> if they'll be, be critical, I think England's bowlers bowled similar lines, similar lengths, and had similar fields to both of them, which I'm sitting watching this on a television. Um, I must admit, I, I did switch a commentary off for a little bit. Um, but I was sitting there watching on the television and thinking, Blundell wants to play the ball a lot squarer. And we're bowling a lot, a little bit sort of back of a length to Blundell. And he's comfortable out there and he's playing the ball squarer where mid-on and mid-off were, we're never going to be in the game for, for Blundell. But we had mid-on and mid-off and we had them quite straight. Where Daryl Mitchell, similar sort of lens, because he's a tall man, he can get out there, bang, and he could hit mid-on and mid-off. Um, and that was his game. And I, I just think we got a little bit caught up in, you know, all bases for both batsmen. And I thought both batsmen batted differently. They had areas where they scored differently. Um, and I think they cashed in on, and do you know what? It could be quite and it's simple and it's not a criticism of Ben. I think when you're in the new job, new role, things are going around you. Everything's rosy in the garden and all of a sudden there's a partnership going Sometimes you might miss something. You might miss some things. And I think that's when your lieutenants come up and say, look, I think you need to bowl a bit shorter. I think we need to bowl a bit fuller. I think we, and a lot of that sort of good stuff that came on day one and all the goodwill and everything that was going, possibly there might have been a bit of mixed messages on when this partnership was going because it was the first time that England had really been challenged with the ball. Was there not also the realisation yet again that, you know, England's attack is very samey? You know, if, it, if the ball's nipping around, um, you've got three bowlers that can 
capitalise on that as they did yesterday. But once New Zealand got past the first 20, 30 overs, you've got four bowlers who are very similar. And whatever New Zealand set England, and let's say England has set 300, let's say mm-hmm. England win. Let's say Joe Root, you know, bats beautifully on a flatter pitch and steers England to victory. Let's say Ben Stokes with a counter-attacking effort. Let's say that happens. It could still happen. But what we also know is, is that New Zealand will start with two very experienced uh, opening bowlers who will bowl, one will bowl with a right arm, one will bowl with a left arm. And then they're going to bring in a guy that can nip it away. We'll bowl, we'll bowl slowly, but essentially will be very difficult to score against, give them control, and he will get, some to, get the ball to move off the seam. And then they're going to bring on a guy who's six foot seven and he's going to get bounced and he's going to be asking different questions. And then if that doesn't work, they've got a guy that took 10 wickets in an innings the last time he played. I'm not saying he's going to win the test for New Zealand. But essentially, the questions that New Zealand are going to be asking our batters are going to be different ones, no matter what the score is and how many overs are bowled. And that is not a situation England find themselves in. No, we don't. But I look at this and I think we had a, we had a nine-run lead when we bowled them out for 132. So from a bowling point of view, you're thinking, you can't criticise me as a bowler. I've done my job. I've bowled nine, nine run lead. We had them 56 for four. You're sitting there 56 for four and thinking, you know what? Yeah, we might be saying, we might have similar characteristics in height and speeds. You know, there, there are a little bit of differences because Broad's taller than Potts and then Jimmy's a little bit shorter. Um, but sometimes when you're a bowling unit, you just have to say, well played. Um, I thought England bowled quite nicely. And then that just comes down to your spin bowler. and Your spin bowler is on debut, and that's Parkinson. So you've got to give the boy a bit, a, a bit of leeway and a bit of chance. Um, I, th- I actually thought he bowled at the wrong end, to be honest. I thought he could have... He bowled at the wrong end. Could have used the slope a little bit better. But hey, hey-ho. They've done, they've, I, th- I think England have bowled all right in that passage when New Zealand played well, um, it's, it's over to the batsman. If England loses test match, it's got nothing to do with the bowlers. Moment of the day. Okay, well, no doubt about the moment of the day. It was Matt Parkinson. Um, got his cap handed, not in the huddle, kind of a little strange. Jeetan Patel, fine performer, of course, spin coach, uh, excellent spinner. But I know I, it's not how you want to make your debut, is it? Essentially as a substitute. Um, and then, of course, he's he's bowling in a test match at Lords, no preparation whatsoever. So, and on day two at Lords. So, how do you how do you think all things considered, he went? Yeah, I don't think you can judge Matt Parkinson on on what's happened in what did he bowl fourteen overs for forty three. He didn't bowl a maiden, but he's a leg spinner bowling the day two of a test match. I thought I actually thought New Zealand played him really well. I thought they did. I thought both. Both batsmen used the feet. The both batsmen realised there wasn't a huge amount of turns. I thought he bowled from the wrong end. I thought he could have bowled. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to criticise. Yeah, you know, the, the, they were trying everything they possibly could, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, Parkinson's into the game for days halfway through, end of day three, early end of day three, middle of day four sort of thing. If it starts turning, and then he wins you the game day five if you're batting second. That's what you pick your leg spinner for. Um, I hope now they just give him a series. I really do. I think I'm not 100% sure, John, but I think with concussion, you have to have seven days. So I think that would rule, that for me would rule um, Jack Leach out of playing at, um, playing at Trent Bridge. 
I think I know he wins seven days. It's it's he'd be he'd be okay to go, but I think you've got to give Parkinson another go. And like Brendan McCullum said about Pope and the two openers, we're going to give him this series. Um, I'd do that with Parkinson now. You know what Jack can do. You know what Jack Leach can do. Um, I'd give Parkinson a go because you know one of the games, one of the test matches out of the three, he's going to be in a position to win you the game, hopefully. Um, and I think you then judge him, you know, you start to judge him on that. But having not had any preparation time, not being around the team, hot-footed down to to Lords, giving his cap. Yeah, I didn't mind Jeetan Patel giving him the cap. I think Jeetan Patel's worked a lot with Matt Parkinson over the course of the last 18 months. So I think that's a good, yeah, nice thing to do. Um, but I think let that let that 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 sort of ride that that train of being experienced and as and when he goes along, um, I think the pressure ultimately and the criticism ultimately come down to the batting unit, and that batting unit has just not performed again. And it's whether you put Joe Root at three, you think yeah, one win from seventeen with Besto Root and Stokes is your four, five, six. You can argue with with folks and everything like that and criticise the shots he played. I just think this whole batting unit needs uh, needs a kick in the backside and it needs a realisation that if you don't start performing, you're out and you might not come back. You could turn likes of the likes of Ollie Pope, which is a, would be a huge travesty because he's got so much talent. Zach Crawley, huge travesty, so much talent. But you could turn into the, them two... And, and Alex Lees, if they don't perform, could turn into the, the list of 12, 13 batsmen, the likes of Sam Robson, Michael Carberry, Mark Stoneman, Adam Lythe, where you've had your go and you don't come back. Yeah, well, there's only so many batting positions and there's only so many games played and there's no substitutes unless, of course, you get concussed. Um, one of the questions asked to me is from uh, my friends and colleagues over in New Zealand, there's, um, there's a growing concern about Kane Williamson. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure if you saw much of the innings. Well, no, I know you did see the innings, but in terms of uh, him, you know, he missed all of the New Zealand summer because of uh, an elbow injury, he missed the second test against India because of an elbow injury. He's had a poor run in the IPL. He's, he's not 100%, that's for sure. He's better. But from what you've seen from him, small sample size, I know, can you understand why there's, Concern in, in yeah, New Zealand, I can, and, I, and I can on the dismissal in the second innings because uh, there's some you know, you, you, there's no getting away from it. Kim Williamson's got a sore elbow, Kim Williamson's got a problem with his elbow. Kim Williamson nails that shot nine times out of ten. That's his shot in Wonder Cricket. The shot that Joe Root plays that runs down to third man, bang, off good length, does rotate to strike, off you go. The, Williamson plays, gets in a similar position, but nails it off the back foot through sort of, what, cover point region, bang, off you go, there you go, get out. That's his, that's his shot, times it nicely. Um, and he got out to that shot, and that would suggest you know, there's a, a movement problem um, because he's been hampered, not being able to move quick enough. Um, and Matt Potts is only bold what, 83, 84 mile an hour. Um, and he's managed to sort of do them for pace both times. Um, and I think that, that there is an, an, an issue. And I would be worried if I was a New Zealand supporter because you know, one of the greatest players that they've ever produced, New Zealand, and one of the best players in the game, modern generation in the game, 
looks as though he's got an issue with his elbow. And I think if you take Kane run, Kane's runs out of this team, then he's the glue that holds them together. And that's exactly the same as Joe Root. So I'd be slightly concerned, but he's a fighter. And I think we'll probably be managing him to get him through these this test series. But I think if we get to Nottingham, and Tom Latham's captain, or get to Leeds, Tom Latham's captain, I don't think I'd be surprised. And how did you think Matt Potts went today? You know, again, he continued where he picked up yesterday uh, with two wickets, that of Williamson, as we just mentioned. Um, yeah, I think, well, well, nicely, put the ball away from the bat. You know, you used this sort of wobble seam nicely, nipped the ball back, um, ran in hard, as he always does. Said to everybody before the test match, he's not quick, he's not, Joffre Archer, he's not um, Mark Wood, but he, he his engine's good, strong. He hits the deck hard. Thought he bowled nicely. I thought he hit the he got his two wickets. He, um, yeah, and lovely, lovely ball to um, Tom Latham. You know, just just it just held, and he you know Latham just got a, a little nick. I don't think Latham thought he hit it, and he got a little nick on that. And you know, to get Kim Williamson twice in an, in, a, in a test match. Before lunchtime on day two, that's that's dreams or made of stuff. So, like Parkinson, we don't judge Potts. We 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 say what well, you know, we say keep effort going, um, and we we hopefully you know get the learning processes in place to get him going. I thought he's did. I thought he did really really well. I think he's done really well so far. I think all the bowlers have. I think all the bowlers have. I just think with our batting conundrum. And the way things are going, as well as that four-man bowling, seam bowling attack from Parkinson as a spinner, we are looking as though we potentially looking vulnerable with a batting unit that one of them might have to make way for somebody to bat at number eight, who is a more of a competent batsman. So you then you straight away you look at what Anderson's engine like. Can he has he got through this year? Well. What does he bowl? He bowled 16 in the first, 16 in the second so far. He's probably going to bowl another 10 overs, 12 overs. And then you automatically think, well, has Broad been in as much rhythm? I thought Broad, he bowled nicely later on. The day, 21 overs, and I thought he took some time getting going in this test match. But I think now he's got sort of nearly 35 overs into his belt. He probably would be the one that's more vulnerable than Jimmy. Um, but... And, and, and you can't leave, I don't think you could leave Potts out, even though you're playing back-to-back test matches. I think you you stick the young man back out there because his engine was good and it gets going. That would be going through Brendan's mind at this minute in time because we've got bowled out for 132 and we are we have got a history of not scoring very many runs. So to have four number 10s from eight down over, I think something would probably have to change. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. What is going to happen tomorrow? OK, Harmy, um, there is a little bit of rain forecast tomorrow, but I think we're going to get a good day's play. Um, it's going to, the batting, or rather the conditions for batting, I think will get better as the day progresses. I think it might be a, a little bit cloudy, a little bit rainy for the first session or so. How do you foresee day three at Lords going? Stare I think you, England... Stare into I, your, uh, your crystal ball. I think England will have to chase something in the region of 310, 320, which is another... 100 runs from here um and i see so you ha- think so you think that after, new zealand would be bowled out to after lunch would have just added, after lunch. added 100 i mean yeah. an hour an hour of colin de home at full flight and you're looking yeah. at 350 aren't you you're looking at that and you're thinking well one over to go new ball anderson in hand broad in broad and anderson ball in hand and you're thinking 15 overs with them two with a new ball the one thing I would say on this surface is it looks as though it's been difficult to start on. You know, we've had basically we've had two partnerships in the game. I think two biggish partnerships in the game. That's it. So that that tells you that if you get in, you cash in. Um, so and it's got better as the day has gone on. So England, perfect time to bowl tomorrow morning. Hopefully there'll be a bit of cloud over round. And I'm looking at 20 minutes, half an hour after lunch. If it, New Zealand are still batting by then. I think the game then starts to get away and slips away from England. Once it gets 3, 4, 33, 43, 50, I don't see England chasing that. I really don't. Uh, as, as flat as it can get, it's going to take some Herculean style by Root or, or Stokes to get somewhere close. So first hour, crucial, new ball, done. And if they can get them out by lunchtime, chase 300, I think England will have a chance. 
Okay, well, we will find out. Falling on podcast will be back. Myself, John Norman, Steve Harmison as well. Uh, yeah, it, look, it's been two fascinating days play. We've seen some proper test match cricket. We've seen some brilliant bowling as well. Superb fielding. So, uh, yeah, look forward to what t- day three will bring. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.